Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Gordon De Silva. Hi Gordon, how are you? Hey, great thanks Denise, glad, glad to be on. No, it's lovely to have you on. You are my third and final podcaster for the evening. So Gordon, what is your business called and what do you do? Well, I've got two businesses, Denise. Uh, my accountancy business is called Gordon's Night and my coaching business is called Success Story Builder. Only separated because some people don't want to change accountants, which is completely right, but they do want business coaching. So that's why we have two businesses. The accountancy does all good things accounting and the uh, coaching business does all good things business coaching, I suppose. So what sort of business coaching are you into? Because obviously it's such a huge, vast kind of uh, world. So what do you niche into? So my my little secret weapon is that because I'm an accountant and have been an accountant for like 40 years, I really get numbers. I get business numbers, but I also, I'm a marketer at heart. So I also get the whole business growth thing. So my little secret uh, source is, I can look at 360, 360 view of a business and I look at, you know, how they get business in, how they price it, how they grow it. And I can identify areas that are being underutilized, if you like, where opportunity lies hidden beneath the surface. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so, completely. I think it's, yeah. it's always great to have another set of eyes on a business. I think somebody's business, they're usually too close to it. So actually having somebody on the outside is an amazing thing so how do you coach them into to understanding that or do you physically find these holes and then identify them for them well it's a bit of both actually because what for my accounting clients i know their numbers and i know their business intimately because i know i know a lot about their background and stuff and so when we meet we we talk about the holes and stuff and we talk about how we can sort of fill in the gaps and and maybe you know avoid if you like the hidden profit syndrome or the hidden cash flow syndrome. For other businesses, it is more of a challenge. For, for me, I don't know, maybe it's my mindset, Denise, but I find that some businesses are reluctant to, to believe that someone else can help them in their business, a business that they work on, you know, seven days a week, sometimes really hard four years to actually think, well, hang on, this guy's going to come in. He knows nothing about my business, knows nothing about me. And he's going to tell me or she's going to tell me what I could do better. Uh, I don't think so. And, you know, it's that. So in the back of my mind, I always got that. And I think, like, I've got to be very respectful of that view when I'm approaching them and go, look, it's not because, you know, I have the same problem, Denise. You know, I, I'm so close to my own business. If my coaches don't bring, you know, go, Gordon, you know, hang on. You said you were going to do this, but I can still see your numbers not reflecting that what's going on and go well i did say i was going to do it but i haven't done it i'll get right on it right so sometimes it just it is an outside view that just goes hey look you know you're doing this but if you just tweak it by this much wouldn't you just get a bigger result and they go yeah of course i would you know and it's that that type of it's easier for someone you know like the way the way i I see it denise see if this one works for you as well Whenever somebody comes to you with a problem, quite often you can go, have you tried this? And they go, oh, no, I haven't, right? 
and it's just it's just the norm. We accept that as we're having a conversation with a friend, and then we go, oh, you know, I've got this problem either with you know, a, a gym or a, or a supplier or whatever. And they'll go, have you tried this? Have you, have you looked at that? Have you asked them about this? And you go, oh, why didn't I think of that? And it's not because you're not thinking about it. It's because you're thinking it from one point of view and somebody who hasn't been faced with the problem developing over years can suddenly go, hang on, what about this? You, you know, and, and that, that to me is, is why as business owners, we're sometimes too close to our business. What do you think? Oh yeah, completely. I, I say that to to every business, and I think it it you can differentiate differentiate between the people who are uh, open to to growth and support and uh, nurturing, and the people who are too close to their business and too micromanaging it and can't let go of it enough to explore other opportunities and the people who are open to growth usually find growth because it's all about mindset and everything like that. But I think everyone who has a business has, has it's their baby. I mean, my, my business is definitely my baby and it, there are always steps along it where you, you know, hug it so tight that you can't, you know, see anything else and then you have to kind of let yeah. it go and grow. So it is like, you know, watching it become a teenager or an adult or anything like that. It is very much like, having a child isn't it, it, it there really are is. steps where you are ready to listen to parental advice and other steps where you think <laughs> you know bugger <laughs> off and grow your own child so I, yeah, I get yeah. it I get it from both sides yeah and I think um, part, part of it is you know I wouldn't say ego necessarily but you know why you know, the world is full of shortcuts nowadays right you know you go on x factor and all of a sudden you're a millionaire you, you play football and suddenly you're a premiership earning a million pounds a week. And you go, well, you know, my business is that, you know, I could do that. It's so easy. Everyone, everyone's, you know, you, you watch it all the time. There's all these overnight successes everywhere. And they don't realize how much has gone in behind the scenes to make that overnight success. And so the idea that you might need help to become that overnight success over a couple of years, sometimes you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, we're, we're in a, information age and information overload age and there is so much stuff out there you think why do i need help i just go to youtube and i'll find something you know whether it's any good or not is a different matter right there's something to be said by for that though i do love the fact that there is a, a wealth of information out there i mean like all of the i give out loads of free advice for um, leasing your own business premises because because yeah. it's not it's not something that's given out for free by anyone else that I know. So it's right. great that I give that out for free because it then gives somebody who hasn't got the, you know, the financial powers to get to instruct someone like me, at least enough information for them to feel confident to get a really good deal for themselves. So that's great. It, you know, similarly, if you, you know, get a certain amount of advice from youtube channels or anything i think that's amazing but it should be a foundation of which to bounce off of not you know you're not going to get a medical degree from youtube so you know f f learn that you love medicine from it but please don't become a doctor because of it well you know here's here's the thing we uh, we actually uh, bought this house I'm, I'm in right now uh just before lockdown and we had a whole load of problems with it uh, to the extent that we, we hired a, just a little bit of a story. We hired a roofer who said, 
oh yeah, we can we can patch up the roof. You know, it was it was I had a few broken tiles. And, yeah, we'll patch up the roof. And I go, well, actually, the lining underneath the roof needs replaced. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the tiles off and we'll we'll replace the lining, put the tiles back on. You're fine. Anyway, it started going it started going south quite early on. They started doing it, you know, and I could sense there was something going not right. So I went to YouTube and I went, how do you put lining on a roof? How do you put and I started going, well, hang on, these guys aren't doing it right. You know, and I've watched three videos and all three of them have said exactly the same thing, not what this guy was doing. And I said, look, you've got to stop. This is, this is, you know, this is not right. And he went, oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, it's probably going to be okay. And I, as soon as he said that the alarms bell went on and he had told me, you know, that this, this roof was a hundred odd years old. And he said, oh yeah, we'll get the tiles. You get them really common. In the end, he was breaking so many. And I said, where are we going to get these tiles from? He goes, oh, the, the guy down the road sells them, you know. And he obviously didn't. These were like antique tiles and all this sort of stuff. And it turned out, had I not watched those YouTube videos, you know, it, it, would, have been, it would have been all sorts of trouble. The point, though, is in your case, you're probably the only person giving advice on um, commercial buildings, right, on commercial leases. In other fields, there are just so many different people giving advice yeah. and knowing which is the right advice and which is the wrong advice. And sometimes you don't look at the date the advice is given. So the date may be 2017, in which case things may have changed. Certainly in, in accounting and tax, things change. And if you're listening to advice from 2017 or 2012, and it all looks good, you know, production value is good and stuff. So you can't really tell, you know, they haven't got this, you know, this uh, you know, black and white uh, image or something. You don't really know. And so it's, it is quite dangerous. And it's also bitty. You've got to go, shall I watch 10 of them to find out if they all have common, like I did with my roofer. I had to watch three of them to make sure they all said the same thing. There's such a wealth of information out there for business coaching as well. It must be hard for people looking for that advice to understand who is the person to go to. So for me, I always say um, that if you were looking for, in, in the nicest possible way, the, the old white male surveyor, you wouldn't be coming anywhere near me, which is why I... Uh, it, I, I, it's why I accentuate the type of person that I am I never hide the fact that I'm you know a little bit crazy I never hide the fact that you know I'm gonna drop the f-bomb I never hide the fact that I'm gonna you know say it to you straight you know and if if that's not the type of surveyor that you're after then you're not going to come anywhere near me and I think that's why I always resonate with my clients because that's they want somebody who's going to go don't listen to any of that old shit. This is what you need to do. You've got do A or B, which one do you want to do? Right. Okay. We'll go for it. And that's kind of what I find important. And I find with business coaching, that that's what I resonate towards too. I need to find it when I'm watching people's different videos and stuff like that. You know, I look for somebody that I believe in, somebody that I, that I feel like I can trust. And if they start spilling off a load of crap and talking gobbledygook, you know, I'm, I know it's next. So how would you encourage or how would you help people understand who the right business coach is going to be for them? I, I, I and why are you the right business coach for them? Well, I don't judge what, who the right business coach is for them. I just look to attract people who feel I'm the right coach for them. And I do that a little bit like you do in that I put videos out there with advice and I give off myself. 
right? I give freely advice. The, 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 I, I subscribe to two little models, if you like, right? The first one is show them you can help by actually helping. So, you know, I do web classes and all, all sorts of stuff for free. I give strategy calls for free because until I can demonstrate I can help, I don't expect them to believe I can help. Just because I've put a video out that says I can doesn't mean I can. I'd love to demonstrate on their business that I can. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And, and, the, and the other side of it is I, I talk very, I'm, I'm very straight. I'm in the very fortunate position, a bit like from what I've heard from some of your other podcasts, a bit like you, right? In that I don't have to work. I, you know, I can choose to work or not work. I can choose to who to work with and who not to work with. And I would, I choose to be completely open and honest with the people I talk to. So if I don't think they're doing something right, I'm not going to try to be their friend by going, oh, you know, that's really good. You know, you're doing really well. well I'll go, look, you know, you may think you're doing well, but really you're not. Because look, you know, if you're, if you're earning, let, let's, let's take an example of a coaching call I had last, um, last week. Time just disappears when you're in lockdown, doesn't it? It's all weird times. Yeah. Uh, it was last week. And uh, he said, oh, I'm doing really well. I said, actually, you know, you're not doing that well. I said, just imagine you got a minimum wage at Tesco's, right? How much would you earn? You'd earn about 18 to 20,000 pounds. How much do you earn in your business? He went, and he sort of looked at me sheepishly. And I know the numbers because I'm his accountant as well as his coach, right? And he went, uh, well, it's not a lot more. And I said, look at the risk you're taking. Look at the amount of hassle you take. Look at the amount of stress you go through. Look at the amount of, you know, you've got to pay your mortgage. You don't know whether next week you're going to get a client or not. You don't know if that client's going to pay you or not. You don't know if you can get a team member and they're going to do the job right or not. Look at all that stuff. And you're not getting a very big increment, if you are at all, in some years you haven't, from the minimum wage. Now, that is not good business. I know you enjoy your business and you love it to death. And, and that's a really good thing. But let's be real, right? You're not making a good income on it. And you know, he went, actually, you're right. You know, he goes, that's one of the things I like about you. You just tell me as it is. I'm not trying to be his friend. I'm just saying, look, you're not hiring me to be a friend. You're hiring me to get results. And, and, and so when people want, don't mind a bit of straight talking, sometimes it takes them a week or two to get over it. When they go, you know, and they come back to me and go, you know, you were right when you said I have been, you know, mucking about, to put it politely. <laughs> then I know I've got the right client because if they if they want somebody just to blow smoke up their backside, then it's not me. It is definitely there's a whole host of coaches who will be really nice to people because they want to get paid next month and the next month. They don't want to have this friction. And to me, if you don't so have a little bit of friction. Who yeah. would be your ideal client? Is there a, a, a niche kind of uh, client that you go for? My main, because I'm a service business, I really understand service businesses really well. I understand the model. I understand the pricing. I understand the, the, the pitching. I understand the marketing of it. And so for me, it's service business owners who've been trading sort of over three to five years who are a little bit stuck. They, they, they're working too hard. They don't they don't love their business. They wouldn't do without it. They wouldn't give it up for anything in the world because that's what entrepreneurs do, right? Business owners, they, they'd never give it up no matter how hard it got. But they don't wake up every morning going, I love what I do. I can't wait to get in and get on and do it. And, and those, are, those are my guys because my girls because I go, look, it doesn't have to be that hard. I know you feel it's got to be that hard because everyone in your industry is working that hard. 
But honestly, it doesn't have to be that hard. I broke out of it, so can you. And you just got to change how you do things and what you do, and you can break out of that model. And, and that, that's my message to them is you can work less hard and earn the same or more money. And then if you choose with your spare time to work even more to earn even more, that's up to you. If you want to spend more time with your family, up to you. If you want to go on holidays more, I know that's what you love and what I love. That's what, and I really miss that. I, I don't know about you, yeah. but I have been crying out to go away. But you know, it's a choice, right? It's, and that is that business of choice that that makes my ideal client. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, you know, I work incredibly hard. And, and like you said, I'm really lucky and unfortunate to be in the position where I can pick the clients that I work with and the clients that I don't work with. It's really important for me to have the type of business that I can take anywhere in the world. And I, you know, my family do go mad at me because the, I don't think there's a single holiday that I've had other than maybe when I go camping where I completely switch off. But, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I love that though. I love the fact that I can be, you know, we, exactly. we go away to Spain in the summer and, you know, and I take my computer with me and I might work for an hour every afternoon because the kids are having a siesta or I'm having a siesta or whatever. You know, I love being able to have that life. I think it's really I would, important. I would, I would say this, I'd say this, Denise, I would suggest that it's not actually work for you. Like yeah. it's not work for I me. Love I, I love what you do. So well, it's like going, well, I'm, I'm going to, my hobby is walking. So I'm going to go on holiday and I'll walk a bit. All right. So where's the work in that? Right. And for yeah. me, it's exactly the same. If I want to dip in and help a client out while I'm away, I'm happy to do that because I love doing it. It, it doesn't tire me out. It just brings me joy. So. Uh, so, yeah, we don't consider it work. And that that I think is is a real is a real plus with our business. It, it makes a huge difference. So what would be your three tips for people who wanted to improve their business? Do you have some some fundamentals that will help them improve their business? So uh, I, would, I wouldn't want to put it in too much of a bite-sized thing, but one of the things we do, we, we have this three-way review. So it covers 360. We look at how they define their market and you know, who their market is. Is it the best market they could get? We then look at how they, how they make a profit from that market, right? And that, will, that has a couple of elements in it. And the last thing we look at, do they have the right growth steps in place to grow the business? And so when we go through a strategy call, I take them through these three areas of their business. And each of them have got three little key elements in each one. We call it our genius model of business growth. And when we do each, each of these nine points, we then say to them, look, where do you think you are? Do you think you're at, you know, on a zero to 100 scale on this element? For example, if we look at, are you really attracting the right client with your marketing? Is it zero to 100? How many clients are you getting, which are real pain in the backsides? And how many are, oh, you know, I really need you to work for me and I love working with you. Brilliant. How close are you to that? And they go, well, maybe a 20 out of 100. And what about your pricing? They go, oh, you know, our pricing is brilliant, right at the top of the market. That's 95, you know. And we, 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 we look at it and then we just go, look, here are the areas you need work on. You know, it's, no, it's not rocket science. We've just had a chance to spend one hour just looking at your business without Facebook going and your kids crying or, you know, worrying about what's happening on emails. We just deal with these elements in your business and you can go, I can see where I need to do some work. And so that's what, I, you know, having the time if, if out of all of that, if you just have the time to think about the, the full business, not about just how to get new clients, but how to get the right clients, how to get them priced right, how to keep them for longer 
how to how to grow more of them, how to get them to refer you more, all of those elements. You know, to to make it too trite, I think, would be a disservice, because that's what the internet is full of. It's just oh, here's a trite piece, and then you go oh, that's really cool, and then you go back to your work, right? That that doesn't really do justice to a business owner. They work too hard to just be given three tiny tips, which they don't pay attention to. It gives them no depth of knowledge, gives them nothing to do in the, with it. If you, so if you don't mind, I, I, I know I, I sort of evaded. No, the no, no, no. <laughs> that makes total sense to me as a business owner anyway. So, and it will yeah. resonate with anyone else who needs help with their yeah. business. So if somebody was looking, what, I'll try that in English. If somebody was looking for a, a, a business coach, where can they find you? Success Story Builder is .com and Success Story Builder on Facebook is probably the best places. They'll see some of my work. They'll see uh, what we do. They'll see how to, how to book a strategy call. They'll get free access to a lot of the free trainings I've done. All of that is, is available on those two platforms and probably the best. We're, we're on YouTube as well and everywhere else, but those two are probably the best first places. Awesome. That's amazing. So how has lockdown affected your business? Have you seen any changes? Well, the, the good thing is we moved virtual probably about uh, 12 years. ago. We started moving virtual 12 years ago, about eight years ago. We were nine years ago now, completely virtual. So we've, we've noticed no change at all because we were already working with clients you know, online using Zoom and Skype and all the other things. It's just got easier over the years. And I know, I'm sure you found the same thing. 100%, yeah. Zoom makes things so much easier. Skype makes things, you know, WhatsApp. Communication. Had I had these tools when I first started looking at automating my business 30 years ago, it would have taken me a year. It took me six years, you know, with, with you know, trying to find the right people, communicating with them on the phone and, you know, swapping data around. Now it's instant, isn't it? it you know. In some in ways, yeah, in some ways, my business is even easier because when I like used to do kind of site visits or inspections of pro- premises and stuff like that for clients, it, I'd have to deal with, you know, estate agent asshole talk. And now it's like you need to wait outside and I get to go in and <laughs> just have a look around, make sure it's OK, take measurements, you know, take pictures and everything and, you know, be on the phone to my client going, yeah, this is perfect or, or whatever, yeah. or negotiating with the landlord. It's just like over Zoom or over email or anything. And there's none of that, none of the face to face meetings of, you know, someone trying to be head honcho and yeah. peeing around each other. It's just and it just makes my Does life so much easier. Of time? Does it save you so, a lot of time? Doing? So much time, yeah. so much hassle, because I'm. I'm not one for making an email a meeting. Never have been. It's never been my no. my world at all. I'm very no. strict with any of that sort of shit. So if ever I needed to kind of go to a meeting or anything like that, it would be the fastest meeting anyone had ever been in because it was like, we, we're dealing with this situation and then it's, I'm, I don't want any of the faff in, involved in it. So it used to drive me mad if I had to drive, you know, an hour to get somewhere and then I'd be in a meeting for 10 minutes and then I'd drive home. I'd be like, that was a phone call. Oh, I know, but, exactly. But now, exactly. The, because there can't be any of that, people are like, we could just do it over Zoom or we could do it over the phone and stuff like that. So it does make my life so much easier. And, and yeah, faster. That, that is, you know, that one of the lessons I think people could learn out of, out of that, what you've just said, is that meetings don't have to take very long. When I'm, when I'm talking to a new coaching client, and they say, you know, how much time will we be spending together? I go, how about if I said we'd spend 12 hours a day together 
would that make you happy? And they went, sorry. I go, well, it's not about the time. It's about the results you get. You know, if I can spend five minutes and get you moving and then spend another 10 minutes with you and get you moving even faster, is that not better than going, right, I've paid for an hour and a half. I want an hour and a half, so keep talking. You know, it is, is a complete nonsense, right? No, so, I'd end up talking about your dog and your cat and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> nothing more to say about your business. Like, exactly. move on. Yeah, you've got enough work to do for the next week. Yeah. Do we need to spend another hour giving you overwhelm? No, we don't. Let's, no, let's get absolutely. going. Yeah, completely, in, completely and utterly agree. So where do you see your business going? Is there a future plan, a grand plan? There, there isn't a grand plan, actually, uh, Denise. The reason is, you know, I just love what I do and I love doing as as things occur to me i just love taking on the thing i don't want to grow massively necessarily you know i'm not looking at i, I want to have more of an impact and i want to have an impact this year on 100 new businesses that i want to be able to touch and move their business business goals a bit higher you know a bit further up maybe give a bit give them a bit more freedom but there's no grand i'm not going to rule the world it's not it's not my it's not my plan at this time just leaving that to me. How then. about you? That's, you're you're yeah. going to do that, aren't you? World domination. Yeah, we've got to have somebody doing it. If exactly. You're doing I it- mean, for the love of God, if they let um, Trump do it, then they've got to let me have a crack at it. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, yeah, that, that is a truism, right? <laughs> if, can, if Trump- you, can you imagine how we're going to explain to our grandchildren, great grandchildren, future generations? coronavirus pandemic and trump at the same time they're going to be like you're making 2020 up you are making it up that didn't happen the other side of it denise right and i may be out of out of turn talking like this but you know when 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 i hear people going the u.s election was rigged when i hear people going the inoculation is really a trick to to, to change our personalities or, or some and i'm thinking if it is can i give them a list of people whose personalities <laughs> need to change please <laughs> but it is it, it nearly defies belief because in a in a country that's so well educated in countries that are so well educated i can understand it of of you know where education is a bit hard to come by but where education is is so freely available and such a high standard it, it really uh, I mean, that's the bit that I would have trouble explaining to anyone down the line. You know, it's how can that yeah. even happen? How can it even last more than a day? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it's it just... propagating. It's propagating. That's the power it's of the a, Internet. It's amazing. I mean, it, it, you know, you need some crazy things to happen in life for you to go. Really? <laughs> really? But, you know. It puts perspective on, right? If if those guys we live in a, exist, we live more in a democracy, us. and if these people have voted for that, and that's how they want to live, that's absolutely amazing. Exactly but right. I'm exactly very right. happy to not be American. <laughs> right now, me too. Me yes, too. I do like my holidays there, though. I don't. I don't mind visiting, um, yeah. but I do not require to live there because no. there's no. enough crazies in England. They can keep the American crazies in America, please. Present company accepted, I hope, Denise. Present company included. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. If there's not a bit of crazy in there, then you don't run your own business. We both know that very That's clearly. That's true. That's that true. is very true. Very well, it's true. been lovely to have you on, and we're coming to the end of the podcast, and I end all of my podcasts with the eight-mile moment, so I don't give a 
crap what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and I love the eight mile. He does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny as white. His mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Gordon, what are the worst things about you? The worst things probably be one. I'm pretty opinionated in that, you know, if I think something's wrong, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, the other thing is I'm not very tolerant of excuses. I, I, I don't, I don't tolerate excuses very well. And I hate repeating, I hate repeating myself. That's the, oh, that is really, it's, a, it's not a very Gordon, good trait. Yeah. We're twins. I could <laughs> literally have said all three. I, the thing I repeat endlessly to people, which is repetition is <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that again. I don't repeat myself. Thank it drives you. me yeah. insane. Potty. Absolutely. Oh, I'm oh. glad. I'm glad we share the same terrible traits. I knew. I knew we liked each other, Gordon. I knew we liked so each other. So <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk and over on our UK Salon Owners Instagram page and Facebook group, we are talking all about health at the moment and running challenges on our Instagram. So get over there and join in. Say goodbye, Gordon. Bye. Bye, everybody.